Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Cloud overhead, hoping that I break that. Won't get a hold, won't determine fate now. The NBA is on crack right now. Seriously, what a wild week with NBA and the Miami Heat for that matter. We go get into it, but first... Welcome back to Believe in the Miami Heat here on the Believe Network. As always, I'm your host, Anthony Nardo, coming to you with another solo episode today just so we could kind of wrap up the crazy week that happened with everything, uh, specifically the scoring, which has been absolutely nuts this year. Obviously, we had Luka 60, 20, and 10, talked about that last episode. You had Donovan Mitchell, 71 points, 11 assists. You had the Oklahoma City Thunder last night. This one is the craziest of them all to me. They dropped over 150 points on the so-called gauntlet best defensive team, Boston Celtics. They dropped 150 points without Shea Gilgis-Alexander. So it's been a crazy year, not to mention Giannis scored 55 last night. We've seen Embiid have multiple monster games this year. He even had a game over 100 fantasy points, which is something we've never seen before. But Embiid did it a few weeks ago. Luka did it last week, and Donovan Mitchell had 96 points with his great game a couple of days ago. So... I don't particularly know why the scoring has been this wild this year. Obviously, it's been a thing of scoring inflation that's been a pretty heavy topic. And people think, oh, they either don't play defense or they shoot more threes or the ball moves a lot quicker. But this has kind of been a much more drastic jump than we've seen from just last year. Obviously, the trend to to higher scoring has been something we've seen over the last five to six years. But to see this drastic a jump, I just (laughs) that's just not something I can explain. But I do want to get into the Donovan Mitchell game a little bit because he obviously had a lot of ties to the Heat. And him himself even said that he thought he was coming down to Miami. Uh, So yeah, a lot of Heat fans saw he dropped 71 and they were sad. They were really mad because uh, it could have been us. And and don't get me wrong, I I was sad too. Actually, how I found out was pretty crazy because like I said, there's been a lot going on. I was sitting at home. It was on a Monday night. I was watching the, uh, the Alice in Borderland season two finale. Phenomenal Netflix show. It's really popular too. So if y'all haven't checked it out, must watch. But then I had started getting a bunch of texts and notifications about the Bills and Bengals game. And obviously uh, you had the serious, serious uh, injury, health problem, you know, heart failure with DeMar Hamlin. Uh, so first off, I do just want to say that we're continuing to pray for him. Uh, and I want to hope that everything is him with him is okay. So I kind of stopped watching my show, started paying attention to the game, you know, keep refreshed for updates, hoping he's okay, which fortunately over the ne- uh, the last couple of days, we've heard he needs less and less oxygen uh, and the reports so far have been positive. So we'll keep praying that the trend, uh, you know, it continues trending in that direction for him. But then when I was kept, kept scrolling on Twitter, then I came across go for 70 and I'm like, who is he talking about? It was Dom2K, another popular uh, NBA YouTuber, if y'all seen. Uh, and then I start, I go to the NBA app, check the box scores, come to the Cavs game, see Donovan Mitchell has 66 points. And I said, my God, this man's going to go for 70 plus with 11 assists. Uh, and then I start thinking about how good that would look on the heat with, you know, Bam at a bio, Jimmy Butler and such. But 
I felt good for Donovan, first of all, because I've always liked him as a player, even before, you know, even at, coming into the league as a rookie, because obviously he had all those Dwayne Wade comparisons. So I think a lot of Heat fans liked him, and he's turned into be probably the best shooting guard in the league after that. You know, people said Devin Booker, but I'm a, I'm a Devin Booker hater. Uh, we'll get into that maybe after the Heat play Phoenix uh, in a couple games, even though Booker will be out. But we had Donovan Mitchell balled out. And the reason why I wasn't as hurt as so many Heat fans were, even though, like I said, it, it sucks because I, I wish it was here, but at least you have Tyler Hero absolutely balling out. Uh, just the day before that was New Year's Day, and that's, of course, when we saw Tyler Hero's game winner at the buzzer versus Utah. We'll get into that game a little bit too, but the fact that Hero has been so good has made the pain of not having Mitchell a little less. <laughs> And for me, it kind of reminds me of probably how Hawks fans feel knowing they drafted Luka Doncic and traded him for Trey Young. Yeah, Luka Doncic looks like he could possibly be a top five player of all time when it's all said and done, which I don't think is an exaggeration. I mean, considering the fact he's 23, is just ridiculous. But Hawks fans can be sad they don't have Luka, but at least they got Trey Young. You know, he's, he's a pretty good player. So that's kind of how I'm feeling for the Heat right now here, but... Obviously, uh, there's still a lot of variables out there. Uh, I would not be surprised if Tyler Hero is not on this team within the next couple years because he's still such a valuable trade asset. And we know Pat Riley still is going to try to get the next whale that's out there, whether it's Kevin Durant again or Damian Lillard eventually, which I do think Dame is going to ask out. At some point, he's got to have a breaking point, even though that, that team is not that bad. But of course, I don't think anybody thinks they're they're in championship contention this year. But Let's talk about some of the Heat games this week, and we'll kind of get more into these topics as we go along. There's been three games since the last episode, which is when the Heat won in LA. So they started their their first three games of the road trip. Uh, going into the road trip, I said on the last pod that if the Heat could go three and two, that would be amazing. Well, we're sitting here at two and one with two games left, so all they got to do is win one of those two. Uh, but the first game, of course, was in Denver, which is not one that I expected to win because they never win in Denver. They got a legal air, so. I mean, I was going to come on here and tell you that I wasn't tripping too much. I wasn't too mad after that, but nah, I was heated. Uh, it's my fault because I've done a good job this year of not letting myself get too invested into the regular season with regards to my emotions, with regards to getting too high or too low, because I understand, one, it's a long regular season like always, and two, I genuinely don't think this Heat team is that good <laughs> as is. Uh, but with that Denver game, I let myself get sucked in. I said if they could come in there and beat Denver, maybe this team is finally turning it around, which maybe they still are. You know, they had a very positive month of December. I think they've won like something like 11 out of the last 18 or something. I, I don't really remember the, the exact stat, but I mean, we can all tell if you've been watching, the Heat have been playing very well of late and looks like they potentially turned a corner. But I was sad they let that one slip. Uh, it was nice to see Hero balled out like he's been doing uh, for the last five weeks. He had 26, 10, and 5. Uh, Bam did an awesome job, held Jokic to a 19-point triple-double, uh, which the way Jokic has been playing, he's another guy I didn't even mention with the crazy stats. We've seen like a 45-20 game from Jokic. We've seen like another 42-17-10 game from Jokic. He's obviously ridiculous. Holding him to 19-12-12, and 12, I think, is a, is a win on the Heat's part, but the most frustrating thing about that game, and, and Jimmy was okay too. Uh, he hasn't had the best week uh, but since the Heat have been winning their 2-1, it's, I think it's been an encouraging sign to see the young guys carry. But the most important, th- uh, the most disappointing thing about that game in Denver was Kyle Lowry. Uh, one, because he sucks again. He, he had gotten a little better a few weeks ago. Now he's just kind of back to whatever. But 
I don't think this is an indict uh, an indictment on who he is. I just think he's an older player right now who's going to go through these stretches of ups and downs. My most important thing with him is I hope he's healthy come playoff time, which is why uh, I kind of wish he would play no more than 20 minutes a night. And I kind of wish he would get benched for Gabe Vincent. That's something I literally said a couple months ago, uh, and I still feel that way. Uh, not even saying Gabe Vincent has to be the long-term starter come playoff time, but let Lowry get some rest, man. He's playing the second night of these back-to-backs. You're giving Jimmy the rest, which is, is nice, I guess, but I feel like Lowry needs it too, and I know you need everybody you can because this team, you know, is is too far in the hole. They're, they're the, I think they're the ninth seed right now, so it's not like they could rest all their guys, but Lowry hasn't been playing that well anyways, uh, and Gabe Vincent certainly has stepped up since he came back, so uh, I, I would like to see Lowry get some sort of rest uh, <laughs> or maybe only play 20 minutes a night, but the other disappointing thing with him is, and this is not even his fault, I guess this is more of a spoke thing, is part of the reason the Heat lost that game in Denver, because they were up, they had a five-point lead going into the fourth quarter, is he kept getting switched onto Aaron Gordon, and Aaron Gordon was killing him. This is something we've seen all year. I remember specifically against the Warriors game, Lowry kept getting switched onto Draymond Green, and Draymond was cooking him, and Draymond has never cooked anybody in his entire life. This is a problem with these lineups that Spo puts out there when you only have one guy who's over 6'9", and it's Bam, and then you still switch everything, meaning that your point guard is going to end up on the other team's power forward because they actually have a power forward, unlike the Heat, otherwise they would be playing. Not a shot at Kay Lamar, and he's been well, but we understand he's not a power forward. Uh, and then they, they, they cook the Heat every time they switch. So from Spo's aspect, you either have to install a different defense where you say, don't switch, try to fight over every screen, and if you can't fight over, oh well, because the switching has been a guaranteed bucket for the opposition every single time. You could run a zone even more than you do, even if down the stretch you have to go zone every single time, which he probably doesn't want to do because he doesn't want to allow them to, to get some open threes off. But I feel like the Heat zone has done an incredible job at rotating and not giving up threes. So I wouldn't even mind going back to that. Or you just got to not play, not play Lowry and put Orlando Robinson in there with Bam. I don't think we've even seen that this year which I guess you really can't because you you want one of those guys resting or on the bench so you can have one of those two guys in the game because uh, Orlando Robinson has been awesome. We'll get into him later too. Uh, but you'd have to do that. That way you at least have two guys out there that are over 6'9", and you don't have to worry so much about switching. Well, you still do because obviously Orlando Robinson is not as mobile, and if he was to switch on the guard, that would be an issue. But the point is you would try to keep your switching and matchups limited to or in rotations to where you can have one of those two guys in Bam or Robinson on one of the other team's bigs so it's not our point guard guarding them and getting cooked every time, blowing games like in Denver, which the Heat should have won. But as disappointing as that game was, the Jazz game was that equally exciting. You had no Jimmy Butler because it was the second night of a back-to-back, but damn, the young guys were incredible. You had 29 9 and 6 from Hero. You had 32 8 and 5 from Bam. You had Victor Oladipo with his best game of the season, 23 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, and his defense has been he he's been an all NBA defensive player. I really don't think that's an exaggeration. He guys can't even dribble when he's on them. If if Victor Oladipo's guarding you, you don't have the ball for more than three seconds because if you do, he's either stripping you or you got to pass it up because he's all in your grill. He's truly been incredible. And if he can give some sort of offensive production, like he actually has this last week, 
I think he can. He really brings his team to to another level. Uh, but that's one of the topics I want to get to at the at the end also. But he was awesome. The officiating was not awesome. We saw them give Larry Markin in that phantom foul at the end of the game. He hit three free throws to tie, which I'm not so mad at because uh, you know I had bet the over on Larry, so I had hit that. Uh, if y'all want some some advice on some random uh, app that doesn't sponsor me, player prop betting, uh, I've noticed a trend. If you want to make a little easy money or at least have a chance to, this is not financial advice, of course. But if you take the under on Lowry and the over on the opposing team's power forward, uh, you know, against the Heat, you you in for a good night, man, because Lowry's pretty cheeks and uh, the other team's four usually dominates us. But anyways, Lowry did hit the R for me. He did hit three big free throws to tie the game, and he's been awesome this year. Who would have thought Lowry marketing would be an all-star, which he probably will be the kind of year he's having. But then, of course... The Heat inbound the ball, no timeouts, about six seconds left. Tyler Hero comes right down the court, behind the back, in and out. Beautiful left-hand dribble down the court, right into a D-Wade versus Chicago-esque uh, floater from the three-point line for the win at the buzzer. Bang, Eric Reed. Happy New Year. Yes, yes, yes. It was really exciting. It was really awesome. Uh, I was at a New Year's party, but of course, I was watching the entire game there. I'm that guy at the party or who's out, who's who's sitting in the corner watching the game on the phone. Uh, but it was cool. You know, I, I'm not anti-social. I'm still interacting on the timeouts and stuff. But I got to watch my boys, man. You know, we got to come on here and talk about it. Uh, but I had uh, some of my boys watching with me, too. Shout out my boy Thomas. He was there with me. We had watched the game in our live. He, uh, I don't even know what fan he is. He's like a Kawhi slash Spurs fan still. So when Hero hit that shot, he was like, man, eh, I do that all the time. And But I was going crazy. I was hyped. Uh, it was nice to see Hero pretty hyped. Uh, and uh, we saw no Lowry in that fourth quarter, which was interesting to me. Uh, I liked it. <laughs> I liked seeing no Lowry. I felt like Gabe and, and Vic kind of provided uh, a lot more than Lowry would have, and both those guys played really well and have had a good week, too, uh, with Gabe and Vic and Struess, too, who, who's been playing pretty well recently. Uh, there was some a little drama. People were saying that Lowry, uh, people on Twitter, which, again, is I don't even know if you could call them people. They're all ones and zeros at the end of the day. But some people were saying that Lowry didn't dap up Hero after the game winner, or they looked like a little bit might have been a little icy. I didn't see that was the case. You could very clearly see Lowry in the background uh, yelling, screaming like he was happy. Uh, but there was another clip early in the year people were referencing about Lowry didn't look like he was happy with Hero or something. To be honest, just to give my opinion on that real quick, I don't really buy into it. Uh, I think Lowry understands what this team is. I think he understands how good Tyler Hero is, and he understands that he's not the guy anymore. I mean, not that Lowry was ever the guy, but I think Lowry understands he's not an all-star anymore. I don't think he's has a problem with taking a back seat. I mean, he already got paid. He got all his money. I think he also wants to win. Uh, and it's not like he's not getting a, a large part of the rotation anyway. So I think Lowry ultimately cares for this team's success. Uh, and all the guys seem to really like Tyler. I mean, we've seen a lot of, a lot of close connections with him and Bam, him and Jimmy. I think the guys like Tyler, and I think they're happy to see this step that he's taking because he's obviously taking a massive step. The last game of the week, uh, or not of the week, but before this episode was the game in LA versus the Clippers. The Miami Heat had an amazing first half. Uh, so who cares? They were up 21 at one point. Uh, and then at halftime, I think they were up like 18 or 19. And I texted the group chat, texted a couple boys, and I said, how much did the Heat down by at the end of the third quarter? They all watched the games like me, so I don't know why they said the Heat would be leading. Uh, because, of course, the Heat weren't. The Heat got outscored by 20 in probably the worst third quarter of the season. And they were down to start the fourth quarter. But 
they held through. They hit a lot of big shots in the fourth quarter from Struess and from Tyler and from Bam. Jimmy actually didn't do too much, but like I said earlier, it was encouraging to me because the young guys carried you to a win. You had 23 from Tyler. You had 31 from Bam Adebayo, who was the player of the game. He put like four people on a poster. He was ridiculous. And it's games like that that really make me think he can be a future MVP. I mean, why not, right? The way he's been playing now, he's an all-NBA player, is he not? If you go just, I know they don't, I don't think they do center anymore. I think they just do front court, back court. But still, is, is Bam not the third best center in the league behind Embiid and Jokic? I mean, I, I don't know anybody that I would put ahead of Bam. Somebody who does it on both sides of the court. I mean, he's still easily the best defender in the NBA to me. And uh, offensively, he's putting up over 21 points per game. Uh, he's been awesome. Even Oladipo, like I said, uh, he had another uh, another great performance versus the Clippers too. So the Heat were able to pull that out, which is huge because, like I said, they are 2-1 and one on the week. Uh, and then they got uh, two more games left on this West Coast road trip versus the Lakers, which is tonight and versus the Phoenix Suns without Devin Booker, who have been struggling without Devin Booker on a couple couple days later after that. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm really looking for the Heat to finish this road trip 4-1 and one now, which is <laughs> the complete opposite, literally, of what I said a week ago because I said they'd go 1-4. and four. But they're playing well, man. And the Lakers suck. We just saw the Lakers a couple weeks ago. The Knicks suck. They are not the Knicks. <laughs> the Knicks do suck. The Suns suck. They just got blown out by the Knicks. That's what I was going to say. I think they had like 60 points like halfway through the third quarter or something. Uh, DeAndre Ayton's been playing terrible. Let me not say terrible, but but he hasn't been the first-round pick. He hasn't been someone that uh, Suns fans would have hoped would have stepped up without Devin Booker. Chris Paul, we've certainly seen a little bit of regression in him. He doesn't score the ball. Uh, clip this when he drops like 40 on the Heat, <laughs> probably because I'm jinxing it. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking for the Heat to go 4-1, and one, and it, that will be... A really, really great sign that they turned it around. I'm almost hesitant to say that just because, you know, they haven't changed the roster at all uh, yet. You know, we got January 15th. That's when Deadman becomes uh, available and a few other guys or a lot of other guys around the league. And then, of course, the uh, the trade deadline's a couple weeks after that on February 9th, I believe. But I don't want to get into trades this episode because, you know, we'll have plenty of time over the next couple weeks to discuss that. But uh, if they can go 4-1, I might have some belief in this team that, Maybe they won't lose in the first round. And if you can make some sort of move at the deadline, maybe you can win a couple series. And if guys get hot, maybe you're back in the Eastern Conference Finals. Who knows? Part of the reason, though, for sure, of how we can explain this this little turnaround is the impact of Orlando Robinson has been awesome. He is great. Now, some people were saying uh, that we like Orlando Robinson just because he's not deadman. And that is 100% correct. <laughs> he's not Dwayne Dedman, uh, but I don't think he's just better than Dwayne Dedman. I, I think he's okay. Like, I think he's good. Uh, he's only playing 10 to 15 minutes a night, but the hustle is great. Uh, a lot of people are comparing him to Whiteside because of the hustle on boards and everything like that. I don't love that comparison just because Orlando Robinson had a game this year with four assists. That was like triple Whiteside's career high with us uh, in a game. Uh, it's not even possible, I guess. How do you have four assists and that's triple someone's career high but anyways Robinson's been balling yeah he's not Deadman who sucks uh, but hopefully we never see Dwayne Deadman again listen buddy Dwayne my guy the mechanic uh, I understand you got some plantar fasciitis or, or something in that leg or foot or whatever but just take your time rest up big dog you know uh, just just take your time rest up you know we, we need you I mean, we really don't need you but take your time rest up Robinson's holding it down in the meantime 
Uh, and the Heat will find some way to convert Orlando Robinson's two-way contract. I think he only has like 23 games left on that thing, but we've seen this the last few years. They usually wait to the last minute because uh, for salary cap purposes, they'll still be uh, able to stay under the cap. I don't know all the financials on that, but the Heat will definitely get it done because I think Orlando Robinson has continued to solidify himself as the backup big on this team, which will be interesting because hopefully when, if we do get Omer Yurtsevin back, which I think is still supposed to be in January. He did have ankle surgery, but I remember reading he was going to come back this year, and I think it was in February. Uh, Yurtsevin was obviously good last year when he played. He has his deficiencies. He's a lot slower than Orlando Robinson, doesn't rotate as well, but still an incredible rebounder. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see if he comes back, how they kind of handle the situation. But even regardless of that, I don't think we see much more dead minutes this year. Uh, at all unless it's out of necessity for injuries or something like that because Orlando Robinson has truly been great in his role and he's exactly what we need from that backup big spot someone who can one just be big and get rebounds and someone two who can just provide a lot of energy off the bench to kind of lift that bench unit up which has been struggling at at times because you know Duncan sucks Struis has sucked this year uh, so they need someone with some (laughs) some energy uh, I hate being so mean, but it's frustrating seeing those guys miss open threes. And Duncan's had a few good games of late, but he hasn't had $90 million worth of good games. But anyways, Victor Oladipo, another reason the Miami Heat have seemingly turned it around. We talked about how great he's been on the defensive end. He's been uh, scoring good, better. I was going to say shooting better. Uh, he really hasn't. That's kind of been the one frustrating thing with me about Oladipo is he's taken like 10 shots a night. Five of them are threes. I don't know why that's not your game. I understand if you're not fast enough anymore or fast enough yet to get to the rim, but that's fine. Just don't take as many shots. I don't want to see Victor Oladipo taking five threes a game. That should never happen. But it does look like he's got some of his bursts back. We saw that monster poster dunk versus the Jazz. We've seen him get in the lane, get a few layups other than that, which has been great because obviously he's pretty healthy and it's just nice to see him out there on the court so he can get all this run now before the playoffs, so hopefully he's not uh, doesn't have as much offensive rust as he did last year, uh, which is nice to see because I said at the beginning of the season, I didn't think Victor Oladipo was going to play this year. If we did see him, it'd be towards the end of last uh, the end of the season like we saw last year. Uh, obviously, I was wrong. Obviously, he's come back, had a slow start, but he has been great of late, and if he can keep improving or even stay at the level he's been at this last week, uh, I think he takes this team to another level. I, I really think he does because I think we can all agree that even 65, 70% of prime Oladipo is a phenomenal player, you know, particularly because he does it on uh, both sides of the ball like a lot of people don't. But uh, the other reason that he'd have been better of late is, I guess, just Bam and Tyler. Uh, those guys have had incredible months of December. Tyler's averaging like 25, 5, and 5. Uh, Bam at a bio somewhere up there, like 25, 26 points too. Uh, he must be, I, I forgot to look up his numbers, but he uh, he must be that high. Uh, but overall, it's nice just seeing both of those guys have very clearly better seasons than they did last year. Because even if this Heat team is not that good, like I don't think they are, you can at least watch these games and say, at least we have something. At least we have Bam and Tyler showing improvements because we all know this is the future of the team. Uh, particularly Bam, because like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if they used Tyler as a trade ship to get a legitimate whale, but I don't think they would ever trade Bam because there's not many guys out there in the league that can do what he does. Uh, I'm trying to think of anybody. I mean, I was going to say Giannis as far as two-way players, but 
obviously Bam is not in the tier of Giannis, but just knowing that Bam can literally guard anybody in the league and still be a guy who, who of late, you give him the ball, let him go to work and get a bucket. He's truly been incredible. And there's, there's no one in the league that does what he does. Fine. <laughs> you know, I'll just say it. Uh, so at least if this team sucks, you have some clear improvement for those guys. Uh, they both have gotten better every single year on the court and statistically. Uh, Bam, I think, needs like one or two more seasons of uh, jumping points per game to actually break the record for most years in a row, increasing points per game. Uh, I saw I, that was an interesting stat I saw on Twitter. The previous guy was Derek Fisher to improve his PPG every year for like six years. So Bam only needs it, it was one or two more years to pass that, which I thought was awesome. Uh, just seeing continual improvement for a guy that we paid a lot of money uh, get better. So it's nice to see. Uh, but that's all, really all I got about this Heat team for this week. We'll see how they go against the Lakers tonight. Uh, if they lose to the Lakers tonight, the entire tone of the next podcast could be different because that Lakers team sucks. Uh, but we'll see what happens. If they if they take care of business like I expect, it will be pretty positive. I need some of this positivity, man, because the Dolphins, such a letdown, man. I fell for it again too. Speaking of speaking of falling in the trap and getting my hopes up, when the Dolphins was eight and three, I had got my hopes into it. I said this year would be different, and we sit here five game losing streak back at eight and eight, eight and eight for life, man. That's what being a Dolphins fan is. I don't know why I do this to myself. If y'all listen to this though, uh, we still got. If y'all Dolphins fans are listening, we still got one more game versus the Jets with a a hail mary to get into the playoffs. I know a lot of Finns fans don't even want to make the playoffs because you get smoked, but. Man, I'm 24 years old, about to be 25 in a few months. I've seen them make the playoffs twice in my lifetime. I just want to see it. I just want to see it one more time. <laughs> you know, I don't care if we lose by 45 to the Chiefs. I just want to see my team in the playoffs, man. Get some kind of improvement. Get Tua some experience, or I guess Tua might not even play. Uh, he's obviously got his concussion issues too, so I guess we do want to pray for him too, that everything can be okay with him health-wise first and foremost, but We'll see what happens. Got the Lakers game tonight. Got the Dolphins game on Sunday. It'll continue to be a busy week uh, in sports in general. Uh, and we'll come back to y'all next week with another episode of Time About Everything. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. We'll catch y'all next time. Peace. Look, pull up in the city trying to get that dead fast. Do it on my own. I don't need no dead weight. Had to kill them off. Yeah, I need a headspace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.